Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Merry Christmas, everyone out there. Welcome to Off Menu. We are the burning brandy on top of the podcast pudding. Uh, it's lovely to be here with a little surprise Christmas episode, James. Tidings of comfort and joy. Welcome to Willie and Joe and Ed's and James's and Benito's Perfect Chocolate Christmas. Yes, indeed. It's a very special Perfect Chocolate Christmas episode. Uh, it all ties back to the Joe Thomas episode. So what I would possibly say, actually, is if you're listening to this now and you haven't heard the Joe Thomas episode, I would recommend listening to that for the yeah. full backstory and context. And if you want and if you want to go hardcore, listen to that and then listen to the Andy Oliver episode. Yeah, for the To full... know how this came about properly. It's as dense and complicated as the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this <laughs> yeah, point. It is, absolutely. So do your research. But if you don't want to do that, quick explanation. Joe Thomas buried a lamb. It didn't go well. He did it because he saw it on a TV show called Willie's Perfect Chocolate Christmas, which is presented by a man called Willie Harcourt Coos. This episode is us talking to both of them. Yes. Andy Oliver put us in touch with Willie. We sorted it out. It's a Christmas miracle. And hopefully we can get Joe to discover where he went wrong and learn from his mistakes so that one day he will be able to achieve his dream of becoming Willie. But if either of them mention the secret ingredient, they are out of here. And the secret ingredient this week is lamb. Chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) No, no secret ingredient this week. It's a special chat episode. And we just hope you're having a lovely Christmas. Yeah, hope you're having a nice day. Obviously, 2020, very weird. The uh, the Joe Thomas episode was actually probably in the first week of lockdown, I think it went out. So yes. here we are now at the end, in the first week of lockdown. A lot of us didn't think we'd still be doing all this stuff at Christmas time. So I know it's a bit difficult, everybody. But listen, this episode is going to change your life and you don't have to worry about COVID anymore. Yeah, exactly. So you might be having some different sorts of Christmases. You might not be seeing the people you want to see, but... We hope that you now realise the only people you want to hear from on Christmas Day are Willie Harcourt Coos, Joe Thomas, Ed Gamble, James A. Castor and the Great Benito. You don't hear the Great Benito in this episode, you never will. He's got no voice. All those sound effects that you hear yeah. in between the edit points, that's the Great Benito does them with his voice. He plays, the, he plays them live with his voice. He does. He does it all with his voice. He's, he's got an amazing beatboxer as well as a good yeah. magician and roller coaster fan. Yeah, and we're looking at the Great Benito now 
uh, and he was just brought a bowl of something and he looked surprised that he was brought it yes. uh, and he looked at it like Kenneth Williams looks at a, a boobs or a bum in, in Carry On. <laughs> he did. He did. Ooh. Very excited. What, show us what's in the bowl, Benito. Oh, no, it's soup. 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 He's got a bowl of soup that he nearly poured out while showing it to us. Anyway, Merry Christmas, everyone. Please enjoy this episode. We're very happy we managed to get this team together. Uh, so enjoy. Merry Christmas. And we'll Merry see Christmas. You again in a bit. Bye. Bye. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Off Menu, uh, the episode that people have been crying out for. Uh, for months, for years, for decades. Uh, I'm Ed Gamble, sitting over there in his uh, flat is James Acaster. Say hello, James. Oh, we're sticking with this, are we? We're, we're maintaining the genie. Welcome, Ed Gamble. We've been expecting you for some time. Yes, hello. So we should probably explain, Genie, what's going yes. on with today's episode. So normally, of course, Off Menu would be uh, speaking to a special guest about their dream meal. Favourite ever, starter, main course, dessert, side dish and drink, but not today, Ed. Not today. Today is a special Christmas episode because we take you back to an episode we recorded with Joe Thomas where he uh, gave his dream main course as a lamb dish that he buried uh, in a field uh, and it went very, very wrong. But he got the inspiration for that dish from a television program called Willie's Perfect Chocolate Christmas. Willie's Perfect Chocolate Christmas. So it's with great pleasure that we welcome back Joe Thomas, of course, and we also welcome Willie from Willie's Perfect Chocolate Christmas. Hello, how are you both? I'm great. I'm good too. (laughs) Just so the listeners know, uh, say your names. I'm Joe. That's Joe's voice. I'm Willie. That's Willie's voice. Willie, for the listener, could you, I mean, you seem like a man for all seasons. You've you've got a lot of stuff going on, but could you sum up what your vibe is, what you do on a day-to-day basis for our lovely listener? Oh, uh, well, I make chocolate. Um... There we go. (laughs) Bang, straight in. I rise at 5.30, I have... You know, toast and avocado and fried duck eggs with 100% cacao grated all over it with hot sauce. And then I head to the factory uh, and I make chocolate all day. Do you really put chocolate on your breakfast, Willie? Oh, yeah. I, 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 if you grate 100% or avocados, you know, like I don't use butter, but and, and duck eggs because the yolk is bigger. And the 100% cacao, once you've done it, you will never have another breakfast. And the, wow. chili, lift, the chili lifts it. So I've got a hot chili selection, which, you know, I've traveled around the world doing trade shows and stuff, and I buy hot sauces, different hot sauces. Mm. Uh, And, you know, and that gives the cacao a lift. Uh, And then, you know, I go to the factory, and then about 11 o'clock, I'll have a hot chocolate made with hot water and a tiny little bit of chili and a little bit of sugar. Mm. Uh, So I say uh, hot chocolate, half a cylinder, so about 90 grams. Uh, We worked out that. On a year, 90 grams is equivalent to about 130 with sugar. So, and that computes to a kilo a week. So that's 50 kilos a year just in hot chocolate. Uh, and, you know, so people talk about the average 10 kilo European. And actually, I'm not fat. Congratulations. You know, I'm not being, so I'm proof that the right chocolate. Yeah. I have got a speedy something. I don't know. All my family suffer from underactive thyroids i think i've definitely got an overactive one and you know then i'll i do the lunch which is salad out of the garden there's tin of fish or whatever tin of sardines and no chocolate with lunch yeah you probably put a toblerone in that <laughs> i'm just genuinely i'm very very relieved that you willie it actually exists because i thought i might have dreamt this program and then after we and also it, it was a program that i i sort of i i kind of 
turn it on halfway through and then I enjoyed it and I and I was left with this sense that this lamb thing was it seemed to be very easy uh, like because you did it and then all your friends came around and you, you dug it up and it was brilliant and and then I then had to try and explain this to my sort of group of chumps who I'd enlisted to 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 bury this lamb. Can we uh, just go over old ground? I'm sure. And could could you tell Willie who the group of chumps were that you yes. buried the lamb with? Because saying group of chumps makes you sound cooler than you are. Okay, that's fair enough. Okay, oh, let Willie know who this gang is who you used to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're on to you're onto my my uh, making myself. So you're onto that you're onto that tactic, are you? So the gang I used to hang out with was um my mate's dad. Actually, no, it was my bro- my brother's mate's dad who who um was a a local man from my parents' village. He was like my I guess my best friend in some ways. Yeah. Um. Then <laughs> then it was um another one of my brother's mate's mums. She was in the gang. Soft touch. Soft touch. I think that was yeah. what we. We christened her, so um, yeah. and um, it was it was her garden that we that we buried the lamb in. Then the other the other the other group were a boy called Giles. He's the son of yeah. of the lady of soft touch. He's the son of his mum. He, he he dug the pit. He dug the pit, and um, my my brother, and I think I think that's those are the, those are the main players. Um, yeah. So that that was the gang. The chumps, the chumps, basically, and I guess also if people didn't listen to the to the first episode where where we went through this, basically, I saw this program that I guess in hindsight I just wondered whether I'd literally just dreamed because because I the the lamb went so wrong, but in it a lamb was buried, a whole lamb, yes, by Willie, by Willie. You think you've dreamt it, etc. But we should yeah. probably throw to Willie now. And just work out whether this was the recipe that you remembered. Willie, do you remember burying a whole lamb for the show Willie's Perfect Chocolate Christmas? I actually did it twice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because the first time when I came, when they said they wanted to do something interesting, what was the most interesting thing I did? I said, well, it was burying a lamb. And and they actually didn't believe me. So they said, <laughs> okay, so could you do it so we can see it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so... Being sort of TV, I suppose. Yeah, they bought a really big lamb. Right. Yeah, uh, and 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 the, my last <laughs> memory. I mean, I dug a hole so deep. I remember thinking, as am I heading to China? It was up to my <laughs> chest. The uh-huh. hole was. I thought, there's no way I'm going to yeah. mess this up. And so I dug this hole, huge hole, and built this massive fire. My last memory was the TV producer and director at ten o'clock at night in the pouring rain, abandoning me while I was holding this lamb wrapped in calco, you know, like a dead body. Um, uh, and, 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 that, and that was the, that was the, that was my last, that was my last memory. <laughs> then you blacked out. I felt really abandoned. <laughs> you woke up in the pit. You had to dig yourself out. The, the BBC had buried you. <laughs> no, I mean, it was funny. You dig a massive hole. I put lots of rocks inside the bottom yeah. and then built a ma- – when I say big fire, it was six foot wide, the pit, six foot long at least, uh, and up to my chest. Filled it with rocks, built a massive fire, got it going. It was pure embers, almost level to the ground. And then I had to pull out with a spade on a, on a shovel, on a long stick, a lot of the coals. Yeah. And then I stuck inside 
uh, the, the lamb. I had branches of rosemary and big bunches of garlic, which I smashed up. Uh, and then I wrapped it in calco, which is a kind of canvasy white material. And I, and I was I was worried it was going to burn, so I wet it all, wet the mm-hmm. calco. Very important to wet it, wet it all. And then I whacked in the lamb, and then I pushed in all the embers over it. So I had a good, I suppose, a couple of feet of embers on top. And then I put the earth on top, and it looked like I buried somebody. Now, Joe, yours didn't go as well as that, did it? Can no. you hit from Willie's description there? Can you work out what went wrong with yours? Yeah, I can. I was yeah, little little bits and pieces were jumping out <laughs> of me there. Do you want to tell Willie how you did it? Did you do the stage, Willie, where um, this was a stage that we added to your method as a slight improvement, where after you've lit the entire fire, you uh, and your brother and your brother's mates. Um, basically just pour so much water on the fire that the fire just goes out. And therefore, when you bury the lamb, there's not actually any heat at all. Because that, that was a stage that we <laughs> that was a stage that we did. Were you drinking? We weren't drinking. No, because uh, he was hanging out with his mate's dad, being very responsible. <laughs> I've realised you were younger. I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> How old oh, yeah, were you, was, Joe? No, I'm 37 now, so I was 20... Seven. Oh, okay. And just a quick reminder: How old was your best friend? He's about well, he's in his in, into his fifties. So, um, <laughs> but you know, an, an absolute lad. I mean, let's not you know, um, uh, yeah, as much of a lad as I am. And we're yeah. talking top lad, top lad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's interesting just hearing that description back, Willie, because actually I've already realised that I'd remembered quite a lot of details wrong. Um, mm. from watching your program. The main one actually was that I told all my friends that um, you put the fire out before you put the... or you, you damped it down, whereas actually you um, wet the... Cal- was it calico? I, I, wet, I wet the lamb because yeah, it, yeah. if you wet it, yeah. then, uh, then, then the heat just gets transferred. It doesn't burn. It just gets transferred. Yeah. But you once you've got it in the fire, you cover it with the embers... And then you very quickly cover it with earth, which puts the fire out. Yes, that's but yeah. All the embers. But have you've got, got the all heat. The heat. You've got the heat. Yeah. So basically, Joe, just to recap, will he wet the lamb? He wet the and lamb. you thought, oh, I should wet the fire. Wet oh, the fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if it makes you feel better, so the TV people came back and it was nighttime and dug up the lamb and it was perfectly cooked. I remember. Uh, it was per- no, it was perfectly cooked. That was the pre-cooking. Oh, but right. actually, then they said, now we want you to do it on the front lawn. Right. And on the front lawn, the hole was in beautiful black loamy earth. Oh. And they got even a bigger lamb. <laughs> oh, my. It, it was a, there was a lamb out the back a couple of a week before the real lamb. And then on the night of the real lamb, uh, it, you know, when we dug that hole, it, it didn't cook that well, A, because they bought such a big fucking lamb, and two, because the, the soil was black and loamy. And whereas in the back garden, not in the front, it was really clay-like, which obviously mm. the big fire had been helped by the clay holding the heat. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I think a lot of it was the size of the lab. So, but you know, yeah. TV. So once it, they discovered it wasn't perfectly cooked, we whipped it out, we put it in the in the oven and, and cooked it. Oh, hold so, on a second. So, hang on, hang hold on. on a second, Joe. Yeah. The lamb that you saw on Willie's Perfect Chocolate Christmas was cooked 
in a oven in a kitchen. No, part. I cannot believe that things I've seen on television are not completely true. I should, I should, I should know this. I mean, I have, I have worked in television, mm-hmm. not recently, but um. <laughs> no, you're doing a play recently. How'd it go, by the way? Well, it got cancelled because of coronavirus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
we did do the perfect chocolate Christmas. Yeah. But, but I don't think, I think we did the lamb in Willie's Chocolate Revolution. Oh my God. I mean, it's becoming increasingly clear that I took almost nothing from this program. And I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> You've misremembered a lot, for sure. Yes. Whilst we're here as well, it, it is Christmas. Uh, so I feel like we should get your dream Christmas meals from both of you. We'll go with Joe first. Just because I feel like Willie puts a lot into his cooking and I feel like there's going to be a great a great description coming up. But Joe, I don't know what you're doing. Are you burying a turkey? What's going on? What's happening? Um, I don't actually know where I'm going to be for Christmas because of all the sort of lockdown stuff and, and whether I can be with my parents or... I've, I've been told that they are doing um, venison, which I've sort of... <laughs> against really but apparently because it's kind of ethical because like deers are cunts or something (laughs) 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 i don't know it's that'll be it that sounds right that sounds right that worries me a bit because i think it throws the whole rest of the meal out of kilter i don't know i can't really imagine having the habit having um i I can't really i guess that means they won't be having the, the the trimmings that would go with turkey which seems like to some extent the best part of the meal Mm. I assume they're not going to have the pigs in bacon because pigs in blankets because that defeats the point of having the ethical venison. I'd imagine if you tried to make pigs in blankets, you'd misunderstand and actually put a pig in a blanket. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> the driest blanket ever. I'd be like, they're called they're called duvet pigs. You get <laughs> no, they are, they are. I saw half a program once. Like, so I suppose I'm quite. Um, I mean, I do still eat meat. I, I, that's probably. Uh, wrongly, but but um, I am um, Joe. Sorry, yeah. Has anyone ever asked you this question before, and have you been able to answer it? Because <laughs> we asked you what you would like for Christmas dinner, and you're currently in an existential crisis, wondering if you can even eat meat. I can't believe I asked you first because I thought Willie's answer would be longer. <laughs> no, you. Ha- well, yeah. How long have we got? I mean, I suppose. Uh, I, I, I guess my. It would be pretty much. Um, I don't want to say bog standard because that doesn't seem very Christian. But I mean, I just, just <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just um, just a just a bog standard Christian feast, please. Um, bog standard Christian feast. I do sometimes think that there is a tendency to overcook turkey. That would be my sort of my. T- I, often that turkey breast just seems dry as hell, and mm. you know, I, I I would like to do a Christmas dinner this year and cook it myself. If I do a turkey myself, my main, I suppose my, my answer is a moist turkey. A moist turkey with all the traditional trimmings. Well, we know I like my food moist because yeah. I pour water onto. Yeah, you like it soaked and raw. Now, Willie, you must be cooking Christmas dinner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to just have it with my kids, actually. We're not moving anywhere. Oh, lovely. 80-year-old parents. So when everyone meets in Wales normally, but we're, we're staying in Devon. Do you know what you're going to cook? Have you planned it out already? Well, you know, traditional turkey, to be honest with you, you know. It's so big, the turkey, I will definitely be making moly poblano afterwards, yeah? So I'll do the traditional. Uh, and then moly poblano is a chocolate sauce. It's a very mm. well-known Mexican yeah. dish. And so I've actually got discs which I've made with all the ingredients which I put into small stone melingers. And so you literally do, you know, normally that takes a whole day to prepare, I'll just melt it in a cup with some hot water and a can of tomatoes, and it's done. How are you going to 
make sure the turkey is moist. Little tip for Joe Thomas. God, if the fucking turkey isn't moist. <laughs> <laughs> I'll feed it to the ducks. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, it's very easy, to be honest with you. If you right. really, I mean, you calculate your pounds and your what's it, but to be really honest with you, you just really want a thermometer that right. you stick it up the arse of the turkey okay. and you know how hot it is inside. That is the easiest way, you know. Okay. Uh, once it reaches a certain temperature inside, you know it's cooked and take it out. Most people screw up their turkey. They either yeah. don't have one of those gizmos or they're unlucky and it's just in there too long. I have actually got a meat thermometer, but I've only ever used it to take my own temperature, which I did during... Because um... <laughs> you couldn't get a thermometer, so I was like... <laughs> I'm so rare, what, so in, in, ter- yeah, in terms of COVID, are you, are you looking to be below medium? Is that essentially the... Yeah, I think you want... Um, yeah, yeah, I guess you want blue, don't you, with, with COVID? Or, um... No, I think blue is dead, right? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. You probably want medium, medium rare and you don't have COVID. The lamb I cooked didn't have COVID. That's, no. that's, <laughs> what I can, that's, that's more or less all that can be said in its favour. And what about desserts? Are you both traditional Christmas pud people? I love brandy butter and just that something that goes with brandy butter. And I think we've, we've been through this, uh, that my favourite food is butter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And Willie, what are we talking for pudding on Christmas? Chocolate cake? Because uh, I've got my kids, they'll... They'll, you know, they they will go. I mean, you know, they're not all, you know, into eating everything. So you tend to slide the way. What they all they all like chocolate gooey puddings, obviously, with their favourite jam. Great. So everyone gets to have where they want strawberry jam. Where they take two seconds to make. My daughter loves making them, you know, uh, and they're like little volcanoes. As it's cooked, up comes the jam, and they smother it in cream, and mm. and it's not too big. After you've had all that, you know, it's like a mm. it's a ramekin size thing, isn't it? Mm. I've got a duck in the freezer as well because my neighbour knocked on the door on Saturday and said there's been an accident because I bought a couple, I bought four or five ducks <laughs> at lockdown. It's been an accident and I looked at him and I was actually just about to have a nap so I was a bit kind of I was literally going under and I thought fuck what she's going to say to me and he said I've killed I've killed one of you I've run over one of your ducks and then he paused I thought he was joking and then he paused and he said and I've killed one of mine too. And so I came out, and there was carnage on the on the drive. Oh my god! And and incredibly, he had run over his duck, and it was completely flat. But he'd only run over the neck of mine. So I said, "Well, hang on a second. That's not an accident. I I, I can eat that." So I picked up my duck, and I plucked it, and I've got it in the freezer. My kids love crispy duck with pancakes. So yeah. that is that is for Boxing Day. That is what we're having now. It's very difficult because the neighbours have only got one duck left because they were like pets, and they want me to have their duck. And I, 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 and basically, their duck's got bad habits; doesn't like to go to bed. So I said, "Look, I'm really sorry. I'll try it. I'll let, I'll, let, I'll let I'll let their duck in my duck house." And then they didn't fucking go to bed every night. And I said to the lady, "She's very. They're a lovely family." I said, "Look, your duck's naughty." And I can't have it sleeping with my ducks. And so, well, I said, up. so she said, well, well, what do you expect me to do? And she said, well, I can't have it. I'm really sorry. Can I not sleep with you? Uh, anyway, so that night she took it away. But uh, I felt duck. a bit bad because I wanted, mm. she only had two ducks. So one was dead and I wanted to be helpful. But 
that sounds like they've accidentally run over your duck and then killed their own duck (laughs) as a sort of penance. Yeah. I don't know. We've had some duck stuff going on because first, Mr. Drake, I, Mr. Drake disappeared. So this, I, I bought three females and a is male. Mr. Dra- hang on, Willie, is, is Mr. Drake a duck or is that someone else? They're Indian know? runner duck. So we called him Mr. Drake because he had a big neck. Mr. Drake mysteriously disappeared <laughs> in the middle of the day. And so uh-huh. then there were no Drakes. And then, but then my, his offspring grew up. So then I had eight. So I think there was a certain amount of, um, you know, I've now got too many ducks, perhaps, you know. Mm. Mm. Uh, but, well, the numbers are going down because the neighbours are culling them. Yes, they're gradually <laughs> running them over. Well, when Joe was last on the podcast, uh, he said more, on more than one occasion that he wanted to be you mm. and he, he wanted to be Willie. Yeah. Uh, do you have any advice for Joe if he wants to? I mean, maybe you want to get a bit of a feel of what Joe's life is like now and then how he can change that to become more like you. Well, get a lawn with clay. Yeah. Buy some ducks, yeah, and make sure you've got neighbours. At the moment, Joe, what's what's your setup like at the moment? Is it possible for you to buy ducks right now? They could live in the window boxes outside <laughs> my flat, I suppose. Um, <laughs> I do have neighbours, but I don't think they're going to be able to run over the ducks, which seems to be an important part of the setup. Yeah, at the moment, I suppose that the, the, what's standing in the way of my dream of becoming Willie at the moment is I live in central London in a flat without any outside space. Um, and I don't think I'm allowed pets. <laughs> but, other than, <laughs> but, but other than that, it's fine. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm getting there. Well, let's not, let's not draw a line under this then. Your, your quest to mm. become Willie is still there. We're going to put a pin in it, and then hopefully one day we can all meet up and uh, bury a lamb yeah. in Soft Touch's back garden. Well, quite, yeah. So on that on that note, Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, yep. I hope you're having a wonderful festive time. Uh, this has been absolutely brilliant fun. Uh, anything else to say, James? I, I, I really liked watching you meet each other for the first time. Uh, do you wonderful. have any final words you'd like to say to each other? Or maybe, Joe, you'd like to tell Willie how much he means to you? Willie, um, watching that programme really put me in mind of a potential future for me. And um, uh, I, though our experiment in Soft Touch's back garden completely failed... Um, it was uh, a beautiful dream. And, and also, I'm glad that, y- that you're a real person and not a figment of my imagination. That's, that, that would be what I would say. And um, that must be reassuring, I hope. Oh, yeah, I'm glad I'm real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a treat this has been. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much to Joe and thank you so much to Willie. Uh, we, we hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry everyone. Christmas. Merry Christmas, Christmas, everybody. Well, there we have it. I mean, I absolutely loved that, James. It was, it was, I warmed the heart to see the two of them connecting over food and animals and crazy capers. I loved it, Ed. Not a lot of animals came out of that unscathed, though, did they? No, it was a massacre. And uh, and, and (laughs) after after the phone call, Willie told us that he likes to eat roadkill and recently got a deer off the side of the road and put it in his car and took it home and ate it. So, yeah. It didn't stop there. It didn't stop after the record. The carnage continued. Now I know that that we went into this knowing that Joe Thomas wanted to be Willie. Having met Willie, I want to be Willie. He is living your life. He's. I mean, what what we didn't get to talk about in the episode behind him was loads of like pickled stuff. He was pickling yeah. uh, garlic, which goes down into this like amazing kind of 
what was he saying? Like, is it like, like, a, like a relish? He said it's or like something. a relish. Like a yeah. relish. And he was surrounded by pumpkins, genuinely surrounded, surrounded by pumpkins. By pumpkins. That he'd grown in his garden all through lockdown. Yeah, he's living your life. What a guy. And one day I will live that life. Uh, but for now, I will have to uh, put up with living in London, not surrounded by pumpkins, mm-hmm. um, and Googling Willie's chocolate and checking out willyscacao.com. And I think, as we all know, one day I will live Joe Thomas's life. So, you know, it's all good. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, thank you very much, James. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Ed. It's been a pleasure. I mean, thank you so much for doing this podcast with me this year, Ed. It's really, it's got me through. You're welcome, James. Uh, and if you're a I mean, good it hasn't. boy... I mean, it's been fine. <laughs> if you're a good boy, I'll carry on uh, doing it with you next year. Oh, thank you so much. And that will be Christ- good. That's your Christmas present. That's the best Christmas present ever. You're welcome. Merry Christmas to you, Merry Christmas to the great Benito, and Merry Christmas to all the listeners out there. Goodbye. Merry Christmas, everyone. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy, oh, um, there's another, there's a uh, another podcast just coming out. Oh, no, the podcast is out now. Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains? I don't, I don't know. There's, well, there's a bit of crossover. We talk about um, maybe, you know, a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon, it's now. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Ed, you might get a kick out of this. But yeah, again, no pressure. But um, yeah, this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands.